welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one lovable page of Talmud every day. Because on today's page of Talmud, Sukkah 36, we talk about mice. Here's a really interesting quote. Gamar answers, Rav could have said to you, mice are different as they are repulsive. When mice pierce an etrog, what remains is antithetical to beauty. When a person bites an etrog, what remains can still be considered beautiful. The rabbis, in other words, tell us that there's a difference between a mouse biting an etrog and a person biting an etrog because mice, well, they're just gross. And this statement really kind of struck me as a little too harsh. And so it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Dr. Rivka Schwartz, who is the assistant principal at SAR and, if I understand correctly, the proud mother of a pet rat? Well, I actually consider myself to be the grandmother of the two pet rats, since they are my children's pets and not mine particularly, but yes, I'm the grandmother to two rats. So tell us about these animals and how they came to live under your roof. Well, they came to live under my roof because my children, like many children, are very insistent about wanting pets, but one of my daughters is allergic to various kinds of furry things. Another one of my children did a great deal of research to come up with the fact that rats are indeed hypoallergenic. Who knew? <laughs> I love how resourceful kids can get when it comes to the things that they want. So here we are faced with the rabbis telling us straightforward, mice are different as they are repulsive. Before we even get to any Talmudic wisdom and depth here, from your own lived-in experience, is this statement true? So I will say a couple of things here while trying not to give any offense to my grandchildren. First of all, in general, as a lifelong New Yorker, I do kind of find rats repulsive. Having said that, if you get your rats from a breeder and not, say, from the New York City subway platform, they do <laughs> breed the rats to be cuter. The rats you get from a breeder are actually more attractive looking, I will say, than the rats you might see moseying through the garbage at six in the morning. So these are, we're talking about a different class of a high class rat, if you will. Well, they better be high class for what I paid for them. How are they different? How are they discernibly more sophisticated than the uh, subway it's pizza eating kind? It's actually it's actually exactly the opposite. And there's been some fascinating research about this, which is super not what we were supposed to talk about. But the more that something looks like a human baby's face, which is to say round, a short nose, the more we perceive it as being cute or attractive. And if you think about the rats you see in the subway, they tend to have long, pointy kinds of snouts and little ears. And they have bred some rats. Your listeners can go look this up online called Dumbo rats, which have bigger, rounder ears and kind of like shorter faces. And so they look more like what we perceive to be cute. The part about this, I'll tell your listeners, that's actually very interesting and has bearing on the page in the Talmud that you're talking about, is that before Walt Disney drew Mickey Mouse, he drew a progenitor of Mickey Mouse whose name, I believe, was a Mortimer Mouse. And if you go look up images of Mortimer Mouse, Mortimer Mouse looks much more rat-like, a longer, pointier snout. And that cute Mickey face, the big round ears and kind of the short nose is a later evolution and if Mortimer was the mouse, I don't know if Walt Disney would be Walt Disney. Huh. So it took it took uh, the same kind of insight to get us to where we are. So w when you read a page like like today's page in the Talmud telling us straightforward that mice are 
you know, just the bears of pestilence and, and, and pests who are to be avoided at all costs. Does that kind of rub you the wrong way these days, seeming that you, you, you share a house with, with two of these specimens? Again, I have to say it resonates with me. I share a house with specimens, both that I have had a couple of years now to get to know or to see at least how my kids interact with them, and also that are selectively bred to be more appealing to us. But still, I have pretty much the same instinctive reaction that many of your listeners have. I mean, it's it's moderated over time since, again, I've been living with them for a while. And maybe if they were my pets and I took them out and my, my kids hold them, they like climb up my kids. They like <laughs> to root around in my daughter's hair. Oh, none of that is for me. Thank you very much. So I do understand the kind of instinctive revulsion they, they talk about. I probably feel more of it than my children would like, although less of it than if I hadn't been living with them in my house for the past two years. Allow me to officially award you the Mother of the Year and any other year <laughs> award because this is exceedingly brave. I thought that our family dog was, was you know, kind of a big concession. Dr. Rivka Schwartz, thank you so much for being our guest. You're very welcome. My pleasure. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.